Summaries of napkin history often say <laughs> that the ancient Greeks used bread to wipe You're, their hands. Yes. <sighs> Not again. Perfect. Not again. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I'm Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. And tonight, these guys are going to race from the Wikipedia page for Necktie uh, to the Wikipedia page for Scooby-Doo. Wow. That's tonight's game. I don't... So, they're two unconnected things. Yeah, I mean, because the Scooby-Doo gang, like, the only one who wears any sort of... I mean, I guess, I guess both Fred and Daphne wear neck gear. Neck gear, but or neck I mean, wear. But, but is a it's not a tie. Wear. Yeah, neither of those are ties. Also, is a turtleneck neck wear like those aren't two different? No, that's of Velma wears it. Oh, sorry, you're right. No, Daphne I, has. Doesn't Daphne have something around her neck? Like she's I, trying to hide a vampire bite. Good, great. Daphne Scooby Doo. She has a. She looks like she has a scarf. Yeah, she has a that's scarf. Definitely. That's definitely a fanfic that you just wrote. Good job. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you made that you made that happen. No. Um, um Yeah, I don't know. I I yeah, all right. Those are those are close. We'll see yeah. how we'll see who gets to go first. Next. Yeah. Uh so to determine who gets to go first tonight, tonight's game is I have a list of characters. From television shows, <laughs> oh. like kids' television shows, and you need to tell me if they were a Scooby-Doo villain or not, <laughs> or like a character <laughs> from something else. <laughs> All right, let's see. Specifically, these are these are villains from the first season of Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Oh, oh, okay. Well, it's good to be precise. Yep. So, um, I think the way I'll do this is just you guys can message me separately. I like doing that. Okay. okay. And then, basically, it'll be like, if you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you you don't. Let's do it. Bring it on. All right. First Brushes up, on. Mr. Wickles. Oh, my gosh. Wickles? Mr. Mr. Wickles. W-I-C-K? W-I-C-K-L-E-S. Tim, the spelling cannot possibly matter. Uh, I want to know you. surprised. I want to know your reasoning. Why? I why just want to make spelling? sure he wasn't saying Wiggles. Ah, uh, both of you say Scooby Doo, and both of you are right. Good. Wiggles is a fairly short, middle-aged Caucasian male. While bald on Wait. top of his head, his remaining hair is black, and he wears round and thick-rimmed sunglasses. Sunglass? No, just regular glasses. Sky. Yeah. Sky, you need to tell me right now. Did you pull these from a Scooby Doo wiki? Yes. Good. So there's Good. a lot of detail here. Mr. Wikis. This is the best thing that I could have asked for. Thank you. <laughs> yep. So I have all the info here. Um, the next one is Mountain Man. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, Okay. Well, all right. Mountain Man. Um, I mean, wow. Mountain Man. All right. Both of you say not. Uh, he's not. He's a character from Duck Dynasty. 
Oh, wow. I was going to just, I was like, oh, maybe I can do one because like these names are so like hokey and like backwater. I'm like, maybe I can do one that's just like Scooby-Doo or Duck Dynasty. But then I realized that like all the characters on Duck Dynasty, except three, are like named Blank Robinson. because they're Oh, all, of course. They're yeah. all related. Yeah. Uh, Mountain Man is a neighbor who operates his own air conditioning repair business. <laughs> is there a Duck Dynasty? Really? Now, you, you, you name someone Mountain Man. And co-host he has to describe them. One of these things that you'll never have is um, air conditioning repairman or salesman. I mean, if you have a, maybe he got it earlier in life. Maybe he's not like maybe he was mountain man before he was air conditioning sales or repair salesman. All right, to answer your question, Kyle. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this community is dedicated to building a useful and informative database for all Duck Dynasty related subject matter. You have got to Our be goal is me. to create a reliable, accurate resource with as much detailed information about episodes, characters, and locations as possible. Oh, all are welcome to contribute here, so long as edits are constructive, discussions are positive, and both are relevant <laughs> to the series. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's it. Y- yeah, it's important to want both all of those things. I mean, and then they that's have this not... amazing. They have a picture of the family, and you can mouse over a character for their name and link. No. Well, I learned something tonight so already. Bad. Yeah, that's our that's our <sighs> best page for the wet for the night already. We got there on the so you in both, the first ten minutes. You both are tied. Uh, the next one is Harry the Hypnotist. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Kyle says something else. Tim says Scooby Doo. It is Scooby Doo. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah, that Harry, sounded. Yeah, he's a Caucasian male, if you can believe it, <laughs> who seemed to be yeah. either middle aged or older. He is bald on top of his head, with the remainder of his white, uh, or the remainder of it white and grown out. So it's just all these, all these balding, uh, older white people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry was a highly intelligent and skilled hypnotist who could put anyone under a trance easily, whether it was a person or an animal. Oh, have you ever I have mean, you ever imagined a hypnotist who was an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and I mean, an animal as well. Like Harry, that's... Harry, you're good at hypnotizing things, but you're trying to hypnotize a rock right now. It's just not going to work. <laughs> or is oh, it just wh- working oh, really oh. well? This personality is very good. In his disguise, he seems callous and even sadistic, having no regard for the lives of those he hypnotized. He what? couldn't severe. He could have severely injured or even killed Scooby, Daphne, and Shaggy by making them perform extraordinary feats under hypnosis. He's also vindictive, as he was willing to go to great lengths to ruin the circus. The circus. <laughs> he, used to, he used to work at a circus, and then he got caught stealing, so he went to prison. Uh, wow whoa and then, and then this is the best this, this is this is mm, chef's kiss while he was tied up and locked in an animal cage he kept silent but was clearly angry that's wow. a pers- that's a good personality detail wow we kept uh, silent but was clearly angry oh man and then at the top of this this uh, fandom wiki is a box that says this needs a stretch uh which means what? that that like it says that the physical appearance of him is pretty incomplete and it shows Scooby like stretching. Wow. Oh my gosh. It's very good. Just imagine just... like just imagine the producer on the back, you know, off camera on this wiki giving like the stretch sign. Yeah, come, come on. on. Tim's this up one. Pa- we got it. Pages it long enough. We got, we, gotta a, make we this... got more wiki time to kill here. 
Come on. Right. People need to know more about Harry the Hypnotist. Spooky Space Kook. No. <laughs> Spooky Space Kook. This, these all sound like Hanna-Barbera Bar- characters regardless. Both of you say Scooby-Doo. You are both correct. Yes. Good. He Good. was. Thank he's you. actually, you probably recognize him. Um, Do I? You might. <laughs> uh, he's, at least I recognize him. He's this guy. He's like okay. this big blue. It almost looks like an astronaut, but he's big and blue and has like a skull for him. Oh yeah, it looks yeah. like something. Um, that reminds me more of like Venture Brothers than. Yeah, it feels Venture yeah. Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, actually going to say Strong Bad, but yes, Venture Brothers is definitely it. Uh, under powers and abilities, the spooky space kook left glowing footprints and fingerprints that dissipate after an undetermined time. This wow. was later revealed to be due to rubber gloves and boots dipped in. Uh, uh, phosphorus phosphorus yes yep of course <laughs> um, which would be super you know definitely not the safest thing but sure why not <laughs> yep personality it tried to scare off snoopers with its high-pitched laugh Wait, hold, i'm sorry hold on isn't did that you just say, <laughs> 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 you just say snoopers as though that's just snoopers. like like a state of being yeah like <laughs> what's the name Oh wow, good. That's very. If you're a good. snooper. Yeah, you, you're snooping. You're a snooper. Doctor Jenga Jenga. No. I know a lot of these sound real bad. Can you can you repeat that, please? Doctor Jenga Jenga. <laughs> no, he can't. <laughs> Doctor Jenga Jenga. Oh my gosh. Now I'm just imagining that commercial about Jenga. Where everyone's just like surrounding and or like worshiping the the Jenga pile wall, very slowly <laughs> ASMRing like Jenga, Jenga. Tim, I understand your concerns. Tim has Tim has uh, inputted this should not exist. <laughs> I don't believe it's as bad as it sounds. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's as as insensitive or as mm, offensive. Okay. All right. Both of you say. Uh, something else or not scooby um it's not it's from peewee's playhouse oh of course it is uh it's the genie doctor who who <laughs> peewee calls when jambi who is like his genie friend fell ill um he helped learn he helped peewee learn to appreciate jambi <laughs> and others wow that's important <laughs> that's very important well, all right yep uh next one there's three more, guys. Oh, this is amazing. Yep. Tim's still up one, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, Hoggis Greedley. Oh, oh, oh. I feel like I've heard this name before, and I'm very upset about it. Kyle says something else. Tim says Scooby-Doo. It is something else. Oh, no. What yeah. is it, Sky? One of the eco-villains in the first, and the first oh. villain of Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Oh, oh my gosh. No. I knew. He has an animal-like appearance. Yes. And tendencies. Yep. I should have known knew that. It. Largely resembling a hog. Yep. He's like Proto Ganon. Proto Ganon, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, ready for the next one? Hit me. You guys are tied again. Snow yeah. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I need to know if spelling is it S N O W G H O S T or just S N O or S N O G H O? No, it's S N O W. Like. Well, that okay. Well, then that that makes my 
that makes this easy because there would not be that fun. Right. Both of you say Scooby-Doo and it is. Yeah. Uh, physical appearance. The snow ghost, while not exceptionally tall, was a large creature that looked exactly like it was supposed to look like in life. <laughs> oh, whoa. It had long white fur, claws, large footprints, yellow eyes, and large thick eyebrows that curled around the end, resembling <laughs> horns. Of course. Amazing. Uh, snow ghost, coast to coast. Um, As a snow ghost, this is personality. As a mm. snow ghost, Mr. Greenway... Oh, okay. Uh, ...was willing to kill to protect wow. his smuggling operation. This was demonstrated Jeez. when he attempted to saw Velma in half. Yeah. And threw a bundle of dynamite at her, Scooby Doo, and Shaggy, and then tried to hurl the fur and hurl the former off a cliff. So I'm thinking about it, and I'm certain that in the actual cartoon, they probably played it off as like, "Oh, Velma, that was a cliche," you know, like or like, "Oh, dynamite, let's get behind these rocks." Like, I never thought about how deadly that. <laughs> like, what? Powers That's and abilities. The snow ghost was able to fly because of transparent skis that were hard to spot at night. No. <laughs> the ghost is also extremely extremely powerful, which would be explained by the large stature of Mr. Greenway. He's just a big guy. <laughs> uh, the legend was that the ghost could transform others into ghosts, which is really just covering them in flour. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> guys, guys um, we had a great run with uh, We Should Know Better. Um, Are we just going to do this now? We've done 100 episodes. I think that's enough. I think we need to introduce the Scooby-Doo villain podcast. We should do better. <laughs> I think maybe, yeah. I want to go into uh, these much more in depth now. <laughs> we should do better. That could be, that could be taken so many different ways. I suppose you're D-O-O. right. D-O-O. We, um, we should scoob. scoob all right, guys. Charlie the uh, Robot. Oh, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I think, Okay. Charlie the Robot. Charlie the Robot. This is the last one. I have a guess. Yes. And I have I've sent it to you. Okay. Yeah, if you... Okay. Both of you have said that it's not <laughs> Scooby. Good. Take a guess. Well, you're wrong. No! <laughs> no! You're wrong. For a second, I was like, if you can guess what it actually is, I'm like, wait, no, this doesn't work. <laughs> you're both wrong it's charlie the robot he's a robot he's male in form and his eyes are yellow he's a tall, <laughs> he's a tall humanoid made out of metal he has no mouth but he no. does have what looks like a nose <laughs> and a his heart. eyes are oh. bright yellow they resemble headlights how, how can that be it's not a threatening name <laughs> it's unknown yeah. what charlie was like after first being activated but when sarah jenkins sabotaged him the robot became mischievous and at times destructive Oh. Since being repaired after having been short-circuited, his settings were improved to be nicer, which proved oh successful when he was able to gently scratch Scooby-Doo's ears to the later's great pleasure. Oh my gosh. No. Well, wait a minute. Does this qualify him as a villain, then? I don't... I <clears throat> I mean, he was forced bad against his will. That's it's right. And he doesn't have he's will. He's a robot. Yes, that's true. That's true. All right, hang on. I found a picture of Charlie the robot, and it's it's everything you could have hoped for. Hang he's, on. he's very good. How do I? We're tied, are we? Yeah, yep. we are. I've got one uh, card up my Charlie sleeve. Charlie the robot. All right, Scooby Doo right. or not? King Jelly Jam. <laughs> Jelly Jam is one word. I. I. 
Sky, I'm very mad at you right now. <laughs> King Jelly Jam. King Jelly <laughs> Friends of the Damn Table. No. All right, you're both correct. That is not Scooby-Doo. Now I need you to guess what it is and whoever is closest. Uh, yep. Um, oh, that's if, such a good guess, Tim, but it's not not correct. Oh. Oh. If it's not that, then it's uh, then You it's both this. guessed Adventure Time. <laughs> it sounds like an Adventure yeah, Time it character. it totally sounds like Adventure Time. Uh, what can I tell you? You made an Adventure Time character. I'll give you hints here. Whoever shouts it out, for, I'm going to read the history of of King Jelly Jam. Of King shouts, Jelly Jam shouts it out. Uh, will be initially appearing as a cute and benevolent looking mascot of Camp Jelly Jam, a sports camp with a fiercely competitive spirit. Uh, the truth no. is far more sinister. This isn't this isn't the My Hero Academia or whatever, right? Nope. This is okay. older. This is this is around the time. Is this Camp this is Candy? Childhood. No. Uh, the camp was secretly being controlled by a monstrous by a monstrous King Jelly Jam, who was hypnotized who has hypnotized the camp counselors into serving him. What? What? So it's like a horror show? Hmm. For for kids? It's giving uh, me the heebie jeebies. <laughs> Beetlejuice? My skin's crawling, just hmm. Just thinking about it. Your skin is crawling. Yep. What? I, I realize that you're trying to give me a hint there, but but it's not it's I don't not know. connecting. I don't know how any other way to describe it. <laughs> uh goosebumps? You, you could read oh, up on this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's goosebumps. Oh, it's goosebumps. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Tim King t- Jelly Jam Tim takes it. Yeah. I don't feel like King I Jelly Jam. <laughs> None of us do. It's not that hamster, no. <laughs> Wait, what hamster? <laughs> The the it the hamster from Overwatch. It's yeah. name is not oh, King Jelly Jam. I wish it was King Jelly Jam. That'd be amazing. <laughs> it's it so much be. better than Wrecking Ball. Yes, agreed. Bob King, Jelly, King Jam. Jelly Jam. Oh no, that's all I want now. All right, guys, we're on Wikipedia. I'm so mad at you, Scott. <laughs> right. Charlie the robot. Charlie oh. the robot. Ghost clown. clown is another option I had. Ghost clown. Ghost I'm sure. Clown. I'm sure there were definitely weeks at Hanna Barbera where they're like, "Okay, we need a villain." Uh, what have we not done? I don't Ghost know, Fred. I have such a hangover. Scuba diver. Yeah. Evil. Ghost. Scuba diver. Guys, this Go- is season one. Go- oh no. Ghost. We've made a terrible Ghost mistake. Car wash. This is the OGs. Hey, neckties. How how did that show ever continue? How? Anyway. Yeah, neckties. Yep, or simply a tie. Mm. It's a long piece of cloth worn usually by men for decorative purposes around the neck, resting under the shirt collar and knotted at the throat. Worn usually by men. That's not even remotely true. I mean... I, I it it can be worn by any like I know it can be like there's the can be but also uh-huh. I mean it's yeah it's not even not even like close to I, I yeah. Stephen suggests over here that it also is also worn by dogs too I so, was gonna say but it's yeah the same so that's most um, right is that right is that true in most cultures what that it's like traditionally men's thing. Mm-hmm. 
I suppose maybe I don't know. I feel like that's I feel like that's just it's they're sexist for the sake of being sexist. Um, yeah, there is a, a section to, called to, Use by Women. Use, uh, by, use women? by women as though they don't have their own clothes. Oh my gosh. Neckties are sometimes part of uniforms worn by women, which nowadays might be required in professions such as restaurants and police forces. In many what? countries, girls are nowadays required to wear ties as part of primary and secondary school uniforms. But uh, not if they want to? If that's what... Ah! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, ties may also be used by women as a fashion statement. During the but late not... 1970s and 1980s, it was not uncommon for young women in the United States to wear ties as part of a casual outfit. This trend oh was popularized by Diane Keaton, who wore a tie as the titular character know. in Annie Hall in 1977. Hall. Yep, yep, yep. In 1993, neckties reappeared as prominent fashion accessories for women in both Europe and the U.S. Canadian oh recording artist Avril Lavigne wore <laughs> neckties with tank tops early in her career. Great. Uh, you know what? End, you know of, what? end of section. End of yeah. section. You know what? Necktie wiki, wiki page. You can go, you know, just deal. Um, there is a great picture like here. Neckties. Yeah, yeah. Of biologist Gertrude von Wegenen. Wearing a suit and tie, and she looks good. Um, where's yes. Paula Poundstone? Oh, yeah. Noted necktie wearer. Mm-hmm. As part of her uniform for a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I hate ties. I like... <laughs> I like... I actually don't mind ties. It's the rest of dressing up that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like my ties. <clears throat> no, there we go. Good Do job. You? Boom. No, I've never had one. <laughs> You just wanted the um, joke. Just wanted, <laughs> it was a good joke. I just I should have committed to the bit. I'm sorry. Um I I appreciate this photo at the top where it, uh, it has the wide short tie with print, 1953, part of the post-war quote bold look, unquote. Yeah. And it shows here a a man who is wearing a tie that could double as a napkin. Yep, and it's huge. It's enormous. And I thought it had uh, a deer on it, but it's not a deer. It's what is that? Flowers, maybe. There's just Are two women sure? on each in each arm being like, "I wish we could wear ties, but we can only do it as part of our uniforms or as required by our professions." Yes, someday, um, someday we can use it as a fashion <laughs> accessory, not actually our own choice. Um, um anti-necktie sentiment. oh no in the early 20th century the number of office workers began increasing many such men and women required to wear neckties because it was perceived as improving work attitudes morale and sales removing the necktie as a social and sartorial business requirement and sometimes forbidding it is a modern trend often attributed to the rise of popular culture (laughs) wait was there was a time when popular culture wasn't a thing did they just not have popular culture I i guess they didn't or it's is not. this a thing where they're like, oh, well, the old way is better, so this thing must be pop culture, not having a necktie. Hmm. Um, I'm feeling like this page has some issues. Yeah. In Western business culture, a phenomenon known as Casual Friday has arisen, <laughs> in which employees are not required to wear ties on Fridays, and then increasingly on other announced special days. Uh, Some businesses have extended casual dress days to Thursday and even Wednesday. That slippery slope. Yeah. Welcome to my first. First you take uh, first you take the Fridays. Next, next you become next year socialist. 
Uh, welcome communism. to my TED Talk. I'd like to talk about my, my presentation today is going to be about the casual Friday phenomenon in Western culture. Mm -hmm. Oh, You have gosh. four. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Welcome to TED Talks. <laughs> Ty Talks. Oh, no. Ty um, Talks. Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, for 60 years, designers and manufacturers of neckties in the United States are members of the Men's Dress Furnishings Association. No. But the trade group shut down in 2008 due to declining membership, due to the declining numbers of men wearing neckties. Or, they had the alternate theory, of it was a bad idea. No, Tim, you didn't just make that joke. Yep. I'm oh. bad. He, the Illuminati. It's... Yep. Oh, I'm, Illuminati. I'm so mad at you. Illuminati. <laughs> no, and not is in there, too. Oh. <laughs> Illuminati. <Okay>. <laughs> Now it just sounds like we're mispronouncing it on purpose. The clip-on tie sees use with children, and in occasions where Excuse a traditional me. necktie might pose a safety hazard, uh, as in law enforcement, mechanical equipment operators, etc. That's the only only two instances when you wear a clip-on tie, apparently. I am feeling very attacked by this page. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, um, types um, of knots. Oh no, we don't want to. <laughs> A foreign hand knot, classic. The Pratt knot, which is mm. when you uh, you hold your arms out against yeah, four you try ties to stop the that ties. are advancing on you. Very good. And show your uh, show your dominance of the pack. Very good. Uh, the Nicky knot. Um, I have no joke for that. I just like saying Nicky knot. It's good. Yeah, I'm Nikki into knot. it. Yeah. The Prince Albert knot. Um. um. <laughs> All right. Yep. So wait a minute. Um, okay. The they have this. What is this going? What is this? So, um, do you want to describe think, it? Think Mao notation. Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, what in these in this descriptions of knots? They have something called Think Mao notation. Um, I'm not seeing this. Where? Are you? Oh, wait. With Thomas oh. Fink, and you see it, and it's and it's giving you like low C, Rho, Li, So, T, stuff like that, like almost yeah, like like musical like notation. Yeah. Oh my this gosh! This comes from a book called "The Eighty Five Ways to Tie a Tie," a book by Thomas Fink and Yang Mao. History of a knotted neckcloth, modern necktie. Uh, discovery of all possible ways to tie a tie. Oh my! Depends gosh. on the mathematical formula of the act of tying a tie. Flying too close to the sun here. Yeah. By the way, so, history of a history of a modern neck neck uh, a modern what was it not where was that? Under the eighty five ways section. to tie a tie. Yeah. So, best Fiona Apple CD by far. Oof. So the so the <laughs> the low and the Lee and the co and the C and the row and the re. So it's left center and right LCR and then the I is inside into the diagram oh, and O is out of the diagram. Pretty smart. Yeah, it's actually it, kind that of actually, a neat way to do it. I'm impressed, kind of. <laughs> um, I appreciate here, of the 85 knots modeled in that book, only 13 of them were, were selected as aesthetic knots, using the qualities of symmetry and balance. Dang. Uh, based on these mathematical principles. Mathematical principles! The researchers, no... Researchers, that's stretching it, 
came up with not only the four necktie knots in common use, but nine more, some of which had seen limited use and some that are believed to have been codified for the first time. Hipster knots. Yeah. All right. Oh, my goodness. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Please. Let's do it. Uh, I want to choose uh, variants of ties. Include the ascot okay. tie, bow tie, bolo tie, zipper tie, clip-on tie, and our good friend, the cravat. Cravat. I'm clicking on cravat. I mean, this is this is classic we should know better in talking about fashionable accessories and, and you know, using that to get us to pop culture. So mm-hmm. this does feel very, very much uh, in the way things should. Uh, that was what I was thinking of, Tim. I was really, I was Wait, looking at that. Crap, I picked the wrong one. What did you click? <laughs> I picked cravat. Right. It's not, okay. it's not the one, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with my selection. Weird. Um, hmm. All right. So do I want to try to go with something that is... Oh, possibly a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> <laughs> or do I want to try another tie? Because Tim's already doing that. Oh, man. <clears throat> See, Yankee Doodle's on here, and I feel like there's definitely a Scooby-Doo villain that's a Yankee Doodle character. Um, I don't know why that would get me there, but it's possible. It's possible. Um, hmm. Ooh, I, oh, <laughs> the Beatles and the Kinks are on here. And I'm sure the Beatles guest starred on Scooby-Doo at some point. I bet. Ooh. You clicking on the Beatles? I'm thinking about it. Give me a second. I just want to look. Um, yeah, we've got all these different types of knots. Mm, yeah, I think I'm going to click on the Beatles. All right. We're at cravat. So, yeah, I was um, I was definitely trying to click on this. Like, what was the what's the what's the thing that Fred wears? Ascot. Yeah, yeah ascot. it was an ascot. It's not a cravat. Um, but anyway, <laughs> a cravat is a neckband. Yep, the forerunner of the modern oh, tailored right. necktie and bow tie. Oh, the forerunner! Wow, <clears throat> originating from a style worn by members of the 17th century military unit known as the Croats. Croats. Sure. One of them. Cro- they're from Croatia, so mm-hmm. probably from the end of the 16th century. The term "band" applied to any long strip neckcloth that was not a ruff. If you're not a ruff, Wait. you're a band. Wait, from what year? Like, they haven't nailed down to a century. year? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say, like, nope, as of today, it's not a lot. <laughs> These are bands. Um, it is possible that initially, cravats were worn to hide soil on shirts. Yeah. Alternatively, alternatively like it was thought to serve as psychological protection of the neck during battle from attack by a spear. Oh, my Psychological. Gosh. Get that point lost in my ruffles. <laughs> Fragile mask. My ruffles will right protect. <laughs> <laughs> the ruffles provide. Sky is it? You can't get my you, neck. That's where my you, that's where my cravat lives. Mm-hmm. Sky, do you occasionally listen as we're in the actual episode, and you're like, "Well, there's our episode title." Yeah, <laughs> it, it happens. Um, the cravat originated in the 1630s. Like most men's fashions between the 17th century and World War One, it was of military origin. 
in the well, reign of Louis the Thirteenth of France, Croatian mercenaries were enlisted into a regiment supporting the king and Cardinal Richelieu, Richelieu, Rich, Cardinal Richie, against the Duke of Guise. Yeah. Now that's a Scooby-Doo just, villain. Yeah, just all guys. Um, G U I G U I S E. Ooh, like, so, like disguise. Disguise, exactly. The Duke of Guys. Ooh, I'm into it. And the Queen Mother Marie de Medici. That's a Friends of the Table faction for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you're right. Croatia, Croatia celebrates Kvat <laughs> Day on October 18th. Yep, great. How do you Someone... celebrate that, I wonder? <laughs> with with cravat it up. The macaronis <laughs> introduced, well, I... reintroduced the flowing cravat in the 1770s. Yep. Uh, a Steinkirk was a type of cravat designed to be worn in deliberate disarray. So deliberate it's like disarray. it's like the bedhead of of neckwear. Uh, the fashion apparently oh, began man. after troops at the Battle of Steenkirk in 1692 had no time to tie their cravats properly before going into action. <laughs> oh no! Collie <laughs> uh, Sivers' play "The Careless Husband" 1704 had a famous Steinkirk scene. Don't you remember the famous Steinkirk scene of? It's infamous, I would say. So famous. <clears throat> um, <sighs> oh my gosh! This gallery of of old old people wearing cravats on returning to england from exile in 1660 charles ii import imported with him the latest new word on fashion a cravat is another kind of adornment for the neck being nothing else but a long towel put around the collar and so tied before but with a bow knot oh my gosh in this gallery there's um robert stewart viscount castle real colonel isaac barr thomas wow and then an unknown man wearing a cravat in the early 19th century. <laughs> Whoa! That <laughs> took a turn. Oh, uh, where do I go from <laughs> he here? He kind of looks like, hey, yeah, I'm just passing through. There's <laughs> nothing in here that's getting me any closer to Scooby-Doo. Um, uh, not even, didn't even mention Miles Edgeworth from Ace Attorney. Oh, man. What? Or, or Oh, wow, Austin he Powers. does look... Yeah, oh. the internet wrote about cravats without mentioning is Austin that, is Powers. Is that something else, though? Isn't that like a? That's got to be something else. It's like a ruffle, maybe. No, I, I think know. I'm pretty sure it's, it's described in the in the film as a cravat. Wow. Um. All right. Oh, there's World War One. No, we're not going there. Um, no, please don't. You know what? Let's go to napkin. Napkin, huh? Yeah, um, hey, yeah, because, you know, Scooby and Shaggy, they always tie napkins around their necks before they chow down on a ridiculous amount of food. Hey, Scooby, yeah, yeah, they do. Yep. I, I'm sure that'll be mentioned in this. Go popular, on, Kyle. Napkins in popular culture, Shaggy and Scooby, yeah, it's right there, look at that. Mm-hmm. The Beatles. Oh my gosh. This is a small page. Yeah, what nothing on here page. at all. Hey, did you guys know there was a uh, a Beatles cartoon that happened? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to read anything on this page, really, because it's ridiculous. Um, it, I mean, there's a lot on here. So, it's, yeah. I don't know if this is new or if it's just that it's only on really popular articles, but yeah. there is a listen to this article feature. And I'm... What? Oh, there's, yeah. There's an MP3 that you can listen to of someone reading the whole thing and it takes them 41 minutes. <laughs> Whoa. Very good. 
Um, so September, it says here, I suppose September 65, uh, saw the launch of an American Saturday morning cartoon series, The Beatles, that echoed a Hard Day's Night slapstick antics over its two-year original run. It got two years. Wow. Uh, the series was a historical milestone as the first weekly television series to feature animated versions of real, comma, living people. That's astounding. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and then the other major cartoon achievement of the Beatles, of course, was uh, the Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, they say here, uh, uh, do, 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 uh, in 1968, uh, the Beatles filmed a, filmed a cameo for the animated movie Yellow Submarine, which featured cartoon versions of the band members and a soundtrack with 11 of their songs featuring four unreleased studio recordings that made their debut in the film. Uh, the film was praised by critics for its music, humor, and innovative visual style. It would be seven months, however, before the soundtrack album appeared. They make it sound like it was a ghost or, you know, a long prophesied savior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Yellow, uh, Yellow Submarine album. So I'm really torn about where to go here. Like, cause I could go more pop culture. There's really not much as far as I could go there, but I could also literally just go cartoon, which is on here as well. Mm. Um, wow, oh yeah. man. Hmm. Uh, I, cause I, here's the thing. They don't talk about Scooby-Doo and I know that no. that's amazing on a page with that. Could, that takes 41 minutes to read. Um, and oh man, there's not, huh? I there I, there's not like a what I would call like a distinctive style for the sound of Scooby Doo cartoons, or I would like go for something like that. Right. Um, I might just have to go with there, cartoon. Um, I I probably shouldn't help you. <laughs> I shouldn't help you. Okay, that's that's cool. No worries. You're going to cartoon. I I'm thinking about it here. It's too it's too early to give you suggestions. I think. Oh wait, hold on. I thought that was linked. It is not. Yeah. Oh, cartoon isn't linked. But I mean, you can imagine. I could just click. It. I could either click. Good, thanks. Mm. <laughs> I could either click Yellow Submarine or the Beatles too. Mm. You could just click the Beatles. Yeah. Or the actual cartoon, The Beatles. Because the cartoon is linked is on its own thing. Of course it is. All right, let me, yeah, of course, I mean, yes. Uh, do, 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 do. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'm going to click on the cartoon itself. All right. Hopefully they have the word cartoon linked here. <laughs> you got an animated television series. Oh, yeah, hey, look at that. Yeah, we're good. All right, Tim, the napkin. A napkin, serviette. serviette, or what I'm now going to use from now on, face towelette. It's <laughs> yeah. a rectangle of cloth used at the table for wiping the mouth and fingers while eating. Do we not use a square. Drive through. We need to go through the McDonald's drive through and record you asking for extra face towelettes. May I have a face towelette? Excuse me, I need some rectangles of cloth, please. Not squares. Yes. I'm rectangles. measuring, and if those 
If those sides are equal, I'm coming in there. <laughs> Although technically speaking, all all squares are rectangles, Tim. What? Oh man. What? They're the same. Yeah, it's 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 just they're it's they a are. it's a it's a shape are with Google, four sides. Google are all squares rectangles. They are. Yes. Yes. A rectangle is just a shape that has uh, two sides that each are parallel so to each other. square is a special kind of rectangle? A square is a special yes. rectangle, yes. Google is corn a grass. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> so many truths. Someone's, someone's altered the matrix. The word comes from Middle <laughs> English, barring the French nappy. A no. cloth covering for the table. That's how that's how you say it in French. Nappy. Sure, sure, sure it is. And adding kin, the diminutive su- suffix. Wait, wait did one. they? Did they? I was going to say, did they? It's like a tiny that, tablecloth. Yes, you just put a small tablecloth on your on your face. That's all yes. it is. Oh See, man, serviettes they... can be heard in the United Kingdom, Ireland, some parts of Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Kenya, and South Africa. That is. That's, a, that's definitely. I mean, there's that's a, that's a world but, tour. Um, yeah. In Australia uh, and New Zealand, serviette generally refers to the paper variety, and napkin refers to the cloth variety. Oh my gosh! Summaries of napkin history often say <laughs> that the ancient Greeks used bread to wipe You're, their hands. Yes. <sighs> Not again. Perfect. Not again. Uh, we have to do it in every episode of We Should Know Better. The Greeks have to show up. They have something. They they're the they discovered it. They used bread as napkins, so therefore they're the ones. They <laughs> what did citations it. you ask? This is suggested <laughs> yes. by a passage in one of Al Al Capone's letters. Al Capone and some <laughs> remarks by the sausage seller. In, no, in Aristophanes play the knights. <laughs> the I bread mean... the bread in both texts is referred to as apamagadalia. Which simply means bread from inside the crust, known as the crumb, and not special <laughs> napkin bread. That's in quote marks. The crumb. <laughs> oh. not special. Like, they're not. They don't have specialized napkin bread. It's just any old bread. External Grab a crumb. Links. You got it. Napkin folding tutorials. A huge collection of step-by-step video tutorials oh, on how to sure. fold napkins. <laughs> Hold on, I'm googling this right now. <sighs> Napkin folding. Oh, oh, I'm getting Christmas trees for Thanksgiving. Roses. Hang on. Dang. Tutorials. So Tim, what are you? What are you gonna do here? Do you think? I'm, I feel like I'm getting really close to Scooby Doo. Okay. Do you? Well, you know what they do with cloth? <laughs> they throw it over go- people and they become ghosts. That's right. Uh-oh. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I feel like you both are wrong here. They need, we need to get to sheets. <laughs> sheets, like like the like the convenience store. Yep, guys. What guys? What? I just found you some napkin folding. Oh, napkin thanks. That's what I always for, wanted. For wait, a, wait, wait. For beginners. Wait a second. This is a YouTube video. It is. She does not start by saying "What's up, guys." So this. Oh is not, no, you're right. This no, is she not actually. A, Oh, she's not a professional. A reputable source, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the napkin tutorials don't start until about a minute in. 
And we start by rolling a napkin into a, a small, uh, like a small. Please um, don't do this to our listeners. <laughs> Fine, I'll spare them. <laughs> oh man! But just rest assured, they show us how to fold a rose. What's the what's this other one? Oh, oh just a pocket, a a little double crown. It looks like I'm clicking on cloth. Oh, here's a fan. It takes you to textile. No. Is this one a is this one a crane? No, it's a candlestick. Sorry. I'm searching for ghost. Kyle, oh, you're nothing. on the Beatles television series. <laughs> Sky, mm. don't don't step on my fun. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um Okay, Tim, what you clicked on what? Cloth. Take Cloth, me to okay. textile. So the Beatles television series is an animated television series uh featuring representations of popular british rock band of the same name it ran from 65 to 69 on abc in the u.s wait what oh oh okay only 65 to 67 was the first run and then they went into reruns uh let's see a total of 39 episodes were produced uh it was shown on saturday mornings they have the times specifically here for eastern standard time which is very weird uh, until the third season when it was moved to noon. Whoa. And then the fourth season, which was reruns, was shown at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Whoa, the Beatles. You guys slipped in your ratings. Uh, each episode has the name of a Beatles song, so the story is based on its lyrics and is also played at some time in the episode. Uh, the original series was rebroadcast on MTV <laughs> by, Great. in 86 and 87. And on the Disney Channel... In wow. on, in 1989 on Fridays at five, what? So uh, I want to read the the first sentence of each description of the cartoon Beatles. Yeah, do. John Lennon. John is described as being the leader. Paul McCartney. Paul is shown as the second in command of the band. George Harrison is good at machines. Dang it! Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> George's character has a more angular, pie-limbed, and <laughs> wry figure. <laughs> uh, especially when he walks, his legs are long and thin. In parentheses, emphasis on the knee on the knees keeps his angular appearance. Not and wrong. And then Ringo Starr. Ringo is the most sympathetic, naive, dim-witted, and misfortunate beetle. <laughs> period. <laughs> no citation needed on that one. <laughs> uh, oh, there's more. There's a couple more that I I need to go through now. Brian Epstein. Epstein. Uh, he acts as the Beatles' manager. Yes. And then Bartholomew, Ringo's pet frog. Yep. Oh, man. That's all the characters of the Beatles. Yeah. Bartholomew's only in one episode. But he gets a he gets a mention here. Oh, uh, man. Um, out of control. It is, it is. And I'm not caring about anything else on this page. I'm just clicking on animated television series. Click. Okay. All right, Tim. Textiles or textiles. cloth, cover your body with them, other stuff. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> uh, a textile is a flexible material consisting of a network of natural or artificial fibers. Yeah, I guess so. Yarn is produced by spinning raw <laughs> fibers of wool, flax, cotton, hemp, or other materials to produce long strands. Textiles oh, are formed by weaving, knitting, crocheting, knotting, or felting. Uh, and Sounds then it right. goes into a bunch of uh, stuff on textiles. 
important on all counts. Animal textiles are commonly made from hair, fur, skin, or silk, in the silkworm's case. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be weird to get it from other things, I you mean, think. You mean this, this, this goat silk robe I paid for is not legitimate? Hang on, that's a real thing? What? Hang on, I got that. It's... Goat silk. This is a real thing. I just, I'm, I thought I made it up, Kyle. No, no, Tim. Stop blowing my mind. No, I, no, you need to know about this because no, it's I don't. terrifying. I don't. You really do. No. What is happening to that goat? Scientists breed goats that produce spider milk or spider no. silk, not milk. No, no, everything's bad. <laughs> so no, I'm just the spiders read... make the goats milk. They have to no. trade. They have to trade the genes. That's how it <laughs> no, goes. See, it's not like that. <clears throat> Researchers from the University That's of Wyoming have developed. Do. Yeah, have developed. Yeah, never thought about if whether you could or should. <laughs> uh, a way to incorporate spiders' silk spinning genes into goats, allowing the researchers to harvest the silk protein from goat's milk for a variety of applications. Oh, I'm sure they found a lot of ways those friggin' sickos to figure out <laughs> figure out what to do with the silk and milk. Oh my goodness. Uh, Due to its strength and elasticity, spider silk fiber could have several medical uses, such as for making artificial ligaments and tendons. Okay, that's pretty cool. Eye sutures. Oh, that's scary, but very cool. And jaw repair. Okay, yep. All right. It Horror could also, stuff, but very good. <laughs> it could also have applications in bulletproof vests and improved car airbags, which in both cases, it they, they help us by... If you put it in, in bulletproof vest, the bullets are just like, oh, that's disgusting, and stop before they hit. And uh, in the airbags, it, you literally repulse so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please please read the next paragraph for us, please. Okay. Please. Um, so, <clears throat> normally, <laughs> normally getting enough spider silk for these applications required requires large numbers of spiders however spiders tend to be territorial so when the researchers set up tried to set up spider farms the spiders killed each other Ah, um so so, yeah so to solve this problem uh randy lewis and other researchers decided to put spiders dragline silk genes into goats in such a way that the goats would only make the protein in their milk so yeah this is a thing that really happens it is currently happening for real yeah. right now well so good job tim you imagined something that's real in a way terrifying. that you thought was yeah <laughs> yeah um so way to go there's a lot of pretty textiles on this page there's a lot of links that are not going to give me anywhere close to asbestos on here <laughs> asbestos that's probably a, a like. There's probably a villain who Tephon. oh like, spacesuits. Hey, and get to the kooky space spook or whatever it's called. Yeah. What what was it? The space? Yeah, space spook. Spooky kook a space. Yeah, I think spooky space kook. Spooky I like space it. kook. Um, let's see here, straw and bamboo are both used to make hats. That's true. Good job. To make cats? Yeah, cats. I heard cats too, and I was like, wow, okay. Uh, coconut fiber is used in making twine and also in floor mats, doormats, brushes, mattresses, floor tiles, and sacking. Oh, oh, Sky, no, those, that's a, it's a particular breed that, uh, you can only get them, they're, right. they're knitting, they're knittens. They're knittens. You have to breed yeah. the, I don't know, <laughs> you have, there's some sort of dream you have to, a dream. <laughs> um, textiles are often happened. dyed. 
The fabric's available in almost every color. Well, okay. Almost. Uh, yep. We <laughs> no. haven't we haven't discovered which, a few what, colors which yet. Which one are we holding out on? <laughs> yeah. Is it that really dark black that you have to like <laughs> Was it and venti that, black? Is that what it is? Yeah, Some venti Starbucks black and then also bull crap. Yeah. Yeah, and then also that uh that hyper pink that they have now oh. that was made in response. Hyper pink. Yeah, there's a pink nice. that only the guy who created uh venti black is not al- or is not allowed to use. Pinkest pink. Yeah. Hey guys, how do you make bark claw? You take away its credit cards. I don't know what. Bark claw. Is it is it just by peeling bark off trees? Almost. I mean, I guess that's by step one. Splicing spider genes into dogs. You, know, you just you just pound you pound bark until it's soft and flat. Oh, and then you um, put it on your body. And then you call it cloth. Yep. Good. Um. Oh, jeez. Oh. I guess I'm going to go on to velvet. Hmm. Because it sounds like Velma. Is that what your reasoning is there? Fur. Velvet Scooby's got fur. Is- also true. Oh boy. I could maybe get to dog from fur. <laughs> I'm clicking on fur. <laughs> I That's am what we're here. Way in the weeds. <laughs> it all started with ascots. <laughs> I mean you could be clicking on skin, so I'll take fur. Okay. Uh all right, Kyle. Animated series. It's an an a set of animated works with a common series title, usually related to one, one another. I really like that definition because, like, that also kind of makes it sound as though, like, well, not every one of them does this. Like, they're not always related to one one another. Sometimes they're just not. Um, these episodes usually should typically uh, share the same main characters, some secondary different characters, and a basic theme. Uh Oh my goodness. Okay. The series can either have a finite number of episodes, like a miniseries, a definite end, or be open-ended with a predetermined number of episodes. I mean, yeah, those are the things you can have. There aren't other things. You either have an ending or you don't. Those are the, those are the ways that, that projects exist. Um, they can be broadcast on television, shown in movie theaters, released direct-to-video, or on the internet, or just everything on YouTube. Um... Like animated films, animated series can be of a wide variety of genre and have different target audiences from adults, from children to adults. Again, those are the options. There are not other options. That's it. That's the total set of options. Yep. Hmm. Um, All right. Uh, I'm not going to read this. There's a lot of stuff here just about uh, their regularly presented and can appear as uh, as much as up to once a week or daily during a prescribed time slot. Uh, Wow, just getting that description. Uh, The time slot may vary, including morning, Saturday morning cartoons, primetime, primetime cartoons to late night, like late night anime. Whoa, hold on. Hmm. Are they saying that all late night cartoons are late night anime here? There's somebody that likes anime that's been editing this page. Definitely. Because later, like in the next paragraph, it says, there are also some short series with a length of approximately five minutes. These have recently become more pop, more common in anime. Mm. Anime, anime. Hey, fellas. Anime. Have you heard about anime? Direct-to-video animated series include most Japanese original video animations or OVAs. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I'm not. 
I'm not getting into this. So anyway, uh, among the different things that they have on here, somehow uh, they they mention the Flintstones and the Jetsons. Yep. All um, the cartoons. <laughs> both of the cartoons. All of them here. Uh, and but they don't mention. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. The Simpsons, the Ren and Snippy Show, Rocco's Modern Life, Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, Duckman. That gets called, but not Scooby Doo. Oof. Uh, South Park, Family Guy, Reboot. <laughs> um, SpongeBob SquarePants, Adventure Time, Phineas and Ferb, Gravity Falls, Rugrats, Hey Arnold, The Fairly Odd Parents, and Steven Universe, which doesn't have a tag. Oh, it does. Okay. And but not Scooby Doo. Uh, Tom and Jerry, not Scooby Doo. So uh, Hanna Barbera is on here though, and I'm going to click that because. That's definitely going to get me there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't get mentioned on here, so help me. Fur. Fur. Is the hair Fur. covering of non-human mammals. Everything has it, Particularly those mammals with extensive body hair that is soft and thick. Whoa. The stiffer bristles uh. on animals such as pigs are not generally referred to as fur. Aren't they? What hair, right? They, yeah, the term pelage, first known use in English circa 1828, no. uh, is sometimes used to refer to the body hair of an animal as a complete coat. Wait, say that again. What's the what's the word? Pelage. Just collage? Pelage. Like... P-E-L-A-G-E. Oh, pelage. Okay, I'm sorry. I was imagining it like, like oh, it's like a, like the hodgepodge of like a scrapbook is what they're trying to do there. Mm. An animal with commercially valuable fur is known within the fur industry <laughs> as a fur bearer, not fur bear, oh. fur no. bearer. Although fur, fur bears bearer. are probably... The use of fur oh. as clothing or decoration is controversial. Animal welfare advocates object to the trapping and killing of wildlife and to the confinement and killing of animals on fur farms. Fur farms? Fur farms. Fur farms. Fur farms. Fur farms. Well, there's the opening to this episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Nude, nude moose. Nude, nude, nude mouse. Okay. Um, so, so dogs. Wait, dogs, no. Um, Hold on. What? Dogs are mentioned. Dogs are. I just. Twice. I just saw. I just saw the link here. Not as a nude moose, and I got very excited. It just—it's a nude mouse, which. So Why? I Hold so I does the nude moose excite you and not the nude mouse? <laughs> I don't know. That's something about me that I'm learning. <laughs> I have questions too, but yeah, it's mostly that. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds like my local watering hole that I don't go to. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you guys going out this yeah. weekend? Yeah, I'll see you down at the nude moose. Down yeah, the nude moose. Yeah, let's go down to the nude moose. Have a few pints, eh? I don't know where. <laughs> That was a That's dynamic, evolving candid? accent. Yeah. <laughs> Covering it all. Yep. Uh, Just so, like the nude, so do- but dogs. not like the nude moose, which is not covering anything. <laughs> dogs are linked twice here. Um, but linked but as hairless dogs. <laughs> well, time to click on hairless dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the hairless bat is mostly hairless, but does have short, bristly hairs around its neck on its front then toes. it's not hairless, Wikipedia. And around the throat sack. <laughs> the not very nope. hairy bat. 
Along with fine hairs in the head and tail membrane. So apparently it's got hair all over. It's got hairs all over the place. <laughs> Oy. Uh. <laughs> well, I am going to click on hairless dogs because it don't matter. Oh, oh well, one, right. Tim, hairless dogs do matter. They're, they, they're just as good as any other dog. Oof. Uh, but two, yeah, you're right. You're, I'm, I'm here. Uh, Hanna-Barbera Productions... Uh, simply known as Hanna-Barbera and also referred to as HB Enterprises, HB Production Company, and Hanna-Barbera Cartoons, Inc. was an American animation studio that served as a division of Warner Brothers Animation until it was absorbed by them. Just off, you know. It was founded in 1957 uh, for more than three decades in the mid-20th century. It was a prominent force in American television animation. Uh, the studio is known for creating a wide variety of popular animated characters, and for 30 years, it produced a succession of cartoon shows, including The Flintstones, The Yogi Bear Show, which I did not realize was called The Yogi Bear Show, uh, The Jetsons, Wacky Races, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, and The Smurfs. Nice. Yeah. Uh, they won seven Academy Awards, a Governor's Award, which I don't know what that i assume a governor of somewhere was just like here um eight emmy awards a golden globe award and a star on the hollywood walk of fame that we now know was paid for by someone just for that just to be able to do it yep it's all um, yeah totally how do you guys feel about hannah barbera cartoons i mean do you have like they're... a fondness or like a nostalgia for them oh oh i see not particularly I, I, yeah i guess not Me neither. I, they're 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 of a time, my, I think. Is were they a little say. bit before our time? Is that why? I think so. I think that like yeah. my fondness, like whatever fondness I do have for them, lies more in like Adult Swim's reappropriation yeah. of them. I can mm. see that. Than yep. okay. the actual cartoons themselves. Like Space when Ghost, I think Ghost, of Hanna Barbera, yeah, I think of Space Ghost. I think of Sea Lab Twenty Twenty One, Harvey uh, Birdman, <laughs> Harvey Birdman. Oh so my good. gosh, it was so good. So what we're determining then is that we're more into the remix culture i guess mm-hmm. that, that's weird yeah that's we're a weird thing to that's wow how we do. yeah i suppose or or i guess yeah they did all the yeah the sprite work essentially yeah <laughs> um yeah that's interesting i hadn't thought about that uh yeah anyway they uh as of 2018 warner brothers uses the studio's brand to market properties and productions associated with the hanna-barbera library which is just a very sad phrase for anyone who was a creator at any point in their in their Oof. career. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so I'm clicking on Scooby Doo, where are you? Great. Actually I'm clicking on this no, of course not. Where is he? Well, Tim, that's the point of the show. <laughs> it's like Carmen San San Diego, or where in the world is Carmen San Diego, except less educational. <laughs> okay. Um so I'm on Hairless Dog, and all it says yes. is... Um, Some dogs don't have hair, except around their neck and... <laughs> and their paws, and their toes, and their backs. And Basically their all over, actually. It says, um, if you ever need the hair of the dog that bit you, but mm. you got bit by a hairless dog, you're, oh, you no. are dead. <laughs> and that's all it says. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. uh, man. The Chinese crested dog's coated variety is called the powder puff and is a recognized type. I'm sorry, the what? 
Chinese crested dog's coated variety is called a powder puff. And it is a recognized type. It sounds you know like what? something that would make sense to somebody who's into dogs. Yeah. Into like you know show what? dogs. I approve. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. It I it's weird, but I approve. Yep. Yeah, it just sort of this is very dog show uh centric. Yeah. Well, you got dog here. <laughs> hey, I do. It's too bad they don't have Hmm. Too bad you can't like get to like. Is he a Great Dane? Yeah, he is right. Yeah, mm-hmm. which so, doesn't look anything like a I'm Great sure Dane. If you go to so, dog, you'll yes. find Great Dane. He's in the same family as Marmaduke. Oh my gosh, you're right. Marmaduke versus Scooby Doo. Uh, I would have to Mar- say Scooby Doo would plainly win. Marmaduke. I, I think so. Or Scooby Duke? Oh man! Wait. No, don't do oh, this, Kyle. No, don't do it. <laughs> you don't want to put want this, this into existence. Nope, I'm I'm taking that back. That never happened. Thank We've you. had weird things happening. That, like we say things and then they're real. No, that this does the, no, this Scooby never happened. Duke. <laughs> Scooby Duke. Scooby Duke. Damn. Scooby Duke's boarding kennels and grooming. It's a real thing. <laughs> Urban Dictionary says it is. So oh, okay. There it's when go. Scooby-Doo takes a massive dump on your doorstep after solving a mystery. Well, you know, I possibly. Man. <laughs> makes as much sense as anything. Weird. <clears throat> of course, there's a Scooby-Doo Arkham, uh, Arkham DB. Oh, there uh, we go. There yeah. we go. Anyway, uh, you're at, what are you going to click on, Tim? Dog? Um, sure. Yeah, Great dog. Dane? <laughs> it's not there, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Uh, Scooby-Doo, where are you? So, <clears throat> there is, is an just American... a Scooby-Doo. There is Wiki slash Scooby-Doo. Oh, come yeah. on. That's where I wanted you to go. It's cool, Tim. I if got you this. both are like, let's just say it's close enough, then I'm fine with that, too. No, no, I got to read this. Um, okay. Or I at least I have to I at least have to read the page. You guys can decide <clears throat> afterward. Um, an American an American animated mystery comedy television series produced by Hanna Barbera, produced for CBS. The series premiered as the network's as part of the network's Saturday morning schedule on September thirteenth, nineteen sixty nine. So I just want to put this in in your mind that this happened. This show this show debuted in the same year that we landed on the moon. So in the same year that we had the technology to land on the moon, we were also making this. Um, it aired for two seasons until 1970. Uh, in 78, a selection of later episodes, uh, episodes from the later series, Scooby's All-Stars and the Scooby-Doo show were aired on ABC under the name Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And is such, and as such is marketed sometimes as its third season. Um, yeah. So here's what I want to mention here. <clears throat> Writing under the head, uh, under the header there. Scooby-Doo creators Joe Ruby and Ken Spears uh, served as the story supervisors on the series. Ruby Spears and Bill Lutz wrote all the scripts for the 17 first episode, first season episodes. Um, yeah, other things here. The plot varied little from episode to episode. There are six points for the main concept, guys. What, what are the six points right. for a Scooby-Doo episode? 
Uh, they are going somewhere. They're like traveling. Okay. Got it. That's and they one. Get waylaid. Yes, it, it is that, does is that a specifically one? say no. Same one. Okay. Uh, when the van develops engine trouble or breaks down from any of a variety of reasons, from either overheating, flat tire, out of gas, in the immediate in the immediate vicinity of a large, mostly vacated vacated property. So that's what you got. They learn so the one. history of said property. Yes. There's something. Uh, there's something afoot. Uh, their unintended destination turns out to be suffering yeah, from a suffering. monster problem. There you go. Uh, the gang volunteers to investigate the case. That's all. That's, that's two. That's two. There's six two. of these. There's six of these. Uh, three. Uh, they don't find nothing. Good. No. <laughs> they they uh-huh. run around and the monster. They find something that's a monster and it chases them. So the gang splits up. Hey, oh, splitting up is a whole. Right. Uh, and to cover more ground, and Fred and Velma find clues. Daphne finds danger, and Shaggy and Scooby find food, yep. fun, and the ghost slash monster who chases Boinks. them. Yeah, that's true. I like that it's food, fun, and the ghost mon- slash monster. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it says here. I want to just specifically mention Scooby and Shaggy love to eat including dog treats called Scooby Snacks, which are a favorite of both the dog and the teenage boy. <laughs> the that's teenage of, boy. He's a teenager? Of, apparently, according to this. Um, there is, that, that is listed here as uh, part of point three. So that's important to point three. So what do we got? What's next? Um, running through a hallway where the doors are strangely all connected to each other. Uh, you know, I'll give it to you, <clears throat> um, but not, not really. Usually it's, uh, they find enough clues to convince the gang that the ghost monster is a fake, a trap is set and things go awry. Essentially. Uh, they, they might call the local sheriff only to get stopped by the villain halfway. Awful. So, oh, okay. yeah. All right. And then, uh, then they, so there's yeah. two more left, <clears throat> two left. Do they, they like do they set up like a plan? Yes. The next step a plan is to like get the mo- to like subdue the monster. Yeah, the next step is the monster is apprehended either through the trap or basically if the trap doesn't work, something else like a backup plan happens or something. So yeah. yes. And then so they, the monster apprehended. They unmask him. Yes. Uh, and then after giving the parting shot of, and I would have gotten away with it too, if it weren't for you meddling kids, the offender is then taken away to jail and the gang is allowed to continue on the way to their destination. That's, that's the, you know how there are only 11 plots in all of fiction? Well, those are the six points. What if the entire length of Scooby-Doo was them just trying to get to one place and never making it? what if it's like the sliders of um animated (laughs) 60s mystery cartoons oh man that's good they just hope that next case will be the one that will finally get them to their destination yes someday we'll get there maybe they don't even remember where they were heading anymore i want to mention maybe they just hope that they'll know it when they get there oh no that's so sad uh, the second season fe- featured bubblegum chase scene songs produced by La La Productions, uh, which had originally been contracted to create the music for Josie and the Pussycats. 
Um, so yeah, that if the sound of a type to you, there's a reason. Wow. Wow. It mentions here that the series theme song has been covered by several artists, including uh, Matthew Sweet for the 1995 TV special, Third Eye Blind, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, B-52s, oh, wow. uh, MXPX, MXPX? What? For the live-action Scooby-Doo film in oh, 2002. No. What have you done, MXPX? <laughs> um, and Crystal Harris uh, for 2003. Dang. That's amazing. That's Scooby Snacks. Amazing. What do they taste like? <clears throat> uh, but Scooby-Doo himself, the dog... The dog himself uh, is linked here, and I can click it. That's so. technically not the correct link. It's not the what? character. But it, the link is here. I found it. It's If you click on uh, media franchise, it's a long-running media franchise. You've got to be kidding Scooby-Doo me. Scooby-Doo the franchise is what I was going for. Oh, my gosh. Yep. <clears throat> we don't have to talk about it, though. Kind of yeah, no, did. I think we covered it. <laughs> but we do need to talk about Scooby Snacks, boys. Okay. Why? Why? What do they taste like? I imagine they what taste you like thought they tasted like. I um, always imagine the... that they just tasted like dog biscuits. You just thought they're dog biscuits? Yeah. I mean I... they they don't they don't provide I... any clues in their in the way they are portrayed. I used to eat dog biscuits. Uh, yes you did. Good. You know this about me. Yeah. That's a that's amazing. So I maybe, did not realize maybe this. because honestly, like I never have. So when I say that something tastes like a dog biscuit, you don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm just uh, throwing assumptions. I like, They might be great, Tim. You don't know. Right? When I was a very small child, I would eat dog biscuits that my parents bought for my dog. But then one year... Incredible. One Christmas, uh, Tim's mom bought a box of them for me. Just, just for to Christmas. do so. Just... Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, because I liked them so much. Wow. Okay. That's, that's what's wrong with me. Uh, producer William Hanna had always imagined that a Scooby snack would taste like some sort of caramel-flavored cookie, which sounds great. What? Yeah, it does sound pretty good. Yep. He and Barbaro had previously used the concept of a dog, Snuffles, that goes wild for doggy treats in the Quick Draw McDraw series. Uh, McGraw. Series in 1949. Quick draw, draw. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds great, actually. Um, Yeah. A treat known as Mellow Munchie is in a pup named Scooby-Doo, and it was offered as an alternative to the Scooby Snack. Mellow Mutt? Mellow Mutt. Hmm. So, like, they're just leaning real hard into that, like, them just being high all the time, right? Like Malamute. But they appeared in the episode "The Return of Commander Cool" (1989), wherein am- amnesic Shaggy believed himself to be his favorite superhero, Commander Cool, and Scooby to be a mellow mutt, and as a consequence, wouldn't allow Scooby to eat a Scooby snack. <laughs> Scooby reacted to the mellow mutt munchie the same way he does with the Scooby snacks. It's <laughs> <This is> real <laughs> exciting. <laughs> so they're. I I'm confused. I what? <laughs> uh, and be cool, Scooby Doo. 2016. It is shown cool, that the re- that the recipe for Scooby Snacks comes from Sorcerer Snacks, mm. who were no. renamed for Scooby Doo after the gang solves the mystery of who is trying to sabotage their production. Wow. So like, 
Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But like, I want to say like the be cool Scooby-Doo, it, it, that makes it sound as though like, come on, be cool Scooby, Scooby-Doo, don't be, be a cool, narc. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which actually it's not like be cool Charlie Brown seems like it would be exactly that. Yeah. Charlie Brown is being a narc and everybody hating him for it. <sighs> uh, Keebler has introduced a line of baked graham cracker sticks shaped like Scooby snacks. Of course, they I did. mean, of course they have cinnamon yeah. and honey flavor. All right, wow. well, good job, Kyle. Thank you. Thank um, you. If you want to find more episodes, uh, we got a whole hundred of them at wsbcast.blogspot.com. You can find us on your your podcatcher. We're on Twitter. You can find us at WSKBcast. Go and tweet at us. You find cool stuff there. Uh, yeah. And that's about it. Oh, man. This comes out every other every other week at this point. Yeah. And we, we're, we've we been at it for a while now. So there's a lot of episodes. So it's good and you should listen to it, right? Sure. Yes. That's yeah. the... Yeah. That's how... If that's Scooby-Doo how has taught us nothing, Sky, the length of time that it airs <laughs> is definitely... It's absolutely oh, um, a, a way to tell how quality it is. Yeah. How high it definitely quality. doesn't get samey. No, sure. not at all. Hmm. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, Anything oh, else good night. you got? <laughs> no, we're good. Good night. So, no. Good night. Good night. Bye. It was mainly this picture that was like, oh, hell yeah. And we didn't even talk about it. Which one? Uh, I, I completely forgot about it. This one. Did that work? Yes. Hang on. Yes. Oh! They're statues yeah. of people just holding ties. That's <laughs> two, two guys holding a tie. <laughs> Very cool. Wow. I don't it, understand why. Is there any explanation on the page? I don't know. I don't even remember seeing that. Statues of Ardnesser in Taki Boston near Karamasai tie in the oh, hands yeah. of Adresser to I don't know. That's amazing. So they're using this to like seal a deal. Yeah, I think they might be. Yeah. So like even even when ties were just hand ornaments, they were they were used for business. Hey, after this you wanna go tie one on? <laughs> Oh, dang. Whoa. <laughs> uh...